Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. This is officially Season 3, Episode 1, talking Iowa Hawkeye football after spring practice just concluded this past Saturday with the 15th practice. And full transparency, I was not able to make it the five-hour drive to Iowa City for the spring open practice, but I did spend quite a bit of time watching videos and, and press conferences, listening to those, listening to what the coaches had to say. I want to talk about some of the positives I heard, some areas of concern, some of the players are standing out, and other spring storylines. And, boy, in Kirk Ferentz's press conference after the practice, kind of unfortunate. He had to talk about just the inordinate amount of injuries that they have encountered this spring practice. And really kind of an unusual thing, he said... It's, you know, the positive, if there is a positive of an injury, you know, this time of year is the backups are getting a lot of experience and and that's going to help with depth. And they've, they've had some weird injuries. Part of it's just a football thing. It's a very physical sport. They have some guys who had surgeries after the season. They've had some unusual things coming up as well. And they're just being conservative too. You know, if you have a guy that's a little bit dinged up, there's no sense at this time of year putting them out there and risking aggravating that injury further, having something that may linger, you know, as we get closer to the season starting. If you look at the players out, you know, as far as ones that would really be contributing to a, to a really significant extent, too, you know, it is quite a list. And I'm not going to list them all, but on defense, some of the key contributors out. Ethan Herkett, Justin Sullivan, Joe Evans, all three linebackers. All three linebackers that started last year that are back are all out with injuries. And again, it's great developing that depth. You know, they're going to have a solid six linebacker uh, experienced group, I guess, going into this season. And when you look at leading tackler Jack Campbell, you know, you want him ready to go when this season kicks off. Terry Roberts. Kayvon Merriweather, they were both out. And I'm really rooting for both of those guys, especially Terry Roberts at this point, to get healthy and have a big senior year at corner and on special teams where he's so good. He got injured when he had his opportunity to start last year. Really unfortunate. Really just seems like a great guy. Love watching the way he plays out there. And then Jamari Harris, uh, also out most likely because of OWI arrest from the prior weekend. And he's going to miss the first game of the season, it sounds like, against South Dakota State due to that incident. And he really came on as a starter at cornerback late last year due to injuries. He was a third stringer, and he really grew when he was thrown into the fire last year. But I am just really pumped for the defense this year, so I don't feel as concerned about spring injuries on the D as I do for the offense. They have a lot more work to do on the offensive end of the field, and they need to get that offense humming early in the season to get the momentum going. Uh, can't drop any of those early games on that schedule because the schedule's really going to heat up when they get in the Big Ten. On the offensive side, several linemen have been injured. You know, I keep rooting for Justin Britt. He's been injured again. Uh, really want to see him be healthy and see what he can do out on the field. Under good health situation, Nick DeYoung. He's taken some snaps this year at guard. Uh, last year, he was he was pretty much a right tackle, rotating there. 
he was out, and then two wide receivers out for the practice. The fab freshman, Keegan Johnson, and then Deontay Bynes. And I'd really like to see Deontay Bynes start getting some action on the field this year. Remember his high school film really thought that he could be an impact player on this offense. And then backup tight end Luke Lachey, he was out, as was running back Devin Hilson. So, you know, what did Kirk talk about, and what did people say about the spring practice on a windy Saturday morning in April? Well, like most years, the offense was not looking really good in this spring practice. So let's get that out of the way and talk about the offense. It wasn't great on Saturday from all accounts, and injuries have not helped. And the lack of wide receivers they've had this year, it's made it difficult to do much in live practice. Kirk Ferentz talked about in his press conference just how at times, you know, they they couldn't do as much seven-on-seven as they wanted, and they just couldn't take as many reps as they hoped to when they only had four healthy wide receivers. That's disappointing. When you think about the top thing that we would probably all like to see the Hawkeyes be working on, it's the passing offense and getting the wide receivers more involved in the offense. The offensive line also has had some injuries. They seem pretty set at tackle with Jack Plum on the right side, Mason Richmond on the left. I really like the video I've seen of Mason. I think he's going to be a leader this year by the way he conducts himself. Inside, it's going to be really interesting with Britt out. More players are getting a chance to run at guard. Connor Colby could have one guard locked up after what he did last year as a true freshman. Sounds like he's been playing a little tackle as well, so he's going to be a versatile offensive lineman. Nick DeYoung, Tyler Ellsbury have been playing some guard. Ellsbury started the spring practice at guard with Logan Jones, the defensive lineman turned center, who's now wearing the 65 jersey, just like Tyler Linderbaum. You know, he was getting a lot of snaps at center, so that's good to see. Mike Mislinski is out injured, and it'll be interesting to see how that left guard and center position starts this season. That's a that's a huge storyline. Likely, we'll have some guys rotating until they're set on a top five on that line, you know, partway through the season. And if they can avoid the injury bug, I really think the offensive line will be quite a bit improved over last year, especially compared to how they looked early in the season with so many injuries. Let's talk quarterback. This is obviously the hot topic with quarterback play being below average last season and really needing to to improve for the Hawkeyes to have a chance in their really big games this year. And they are big games. If you recall, the Hawkeyes have both Michigan and Ohio State on the schedule this season. You know, Iowa State, always a big one. That one's going to be at Kinnick this year, and Iowa State should be down. Uh, they graduated. So many players lost several, you know, huge number in the transfer portal as well. But the Hawkeyes need to be ready to go week one with a really good FCS team coming to town in South Dakota State. The Jackrabbits are a really good team. So the Hawkeyes are going to have to be ready to go from the start. And, of course, no matter how bad ISU, the Cyclones, will be next year, they will play their tails off to try to beat the Hawkeyes. So the Hawkeyes have to have an O-line put together and a quarterback who can make some some basic throws and make some plays with some deep throws, take some chances, and, and really run that offense. Well, there's been quite a bit of buzz about the offense being simplified, and I like to hear that. The Hawkeyes 
I like the quarterback to be the one making the decisions out on the field, reading defenses, changing plays at the line of scrimmage based on the defensive alignment. And they need a guy that can take command of that offense. But they also need to really be targeting those wide receivers. It seems like the tight ends and running backs, kind of the check down plays, have gotten most of the passes over the last couple of years. And you know, hopefully they have simplified some of the routes. We've heard that. Uh, kind of taken some of the longer routes, maybe shortened them a little bit or, or made them a little bit more quick developing so the quarterback can get the ball out of his hands quickly. I've just never been a fan of some of the long developing pass plays that the Hawkeyes have run just based on how many sacks that seem to be a, resulting from those plays. And, and you watch some of the replays here and there. It might be a third and ten. Everybody knows the Hawkeyes are passing. The quarterback goes back, and nobody's even turned to look yet. He's already been sacked. Now, that's that's partially offensive line situation, and, and maybe the quarterback just needed to, to throw it up there and, and hope for a wide receiver to make a play. But, but it sounds like they are working on that offense, and hopefully John Budmeyer, the Wisconsin – former Wisconsin quarterbacks coach, Colorado State offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach is, is helping them kind of make that uh, playbook a little bit more manageable. Well, from all accounts, Petrus did not look good in the spring game. That's really disappointing you know, for his senior year coming up. You really hope that he can put it all together. There's still time, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I I've been hoping for a clear number one, just based on performance. One guy that stands well above the others with their play and just winning the job on the field. Petrus was going against the number one defense most of the time, and it's a really solid number one defense. I think it's going to be really good in 2022. And Padilla, you know, especially Joey Labus, they got more time against the second and third team especially Labus, he was, he was pretty much going up against the third team, and he had quite a bit of success out there. And both those guys looked good against the reserves, so no judgments yet. Uh, it's going to take most of the summer for a clear number one to emerge, it sounds like, and hopefully that will happen. Labus made a lot of plays rolling out. He continues to be a fan favorite as a backup quarterback. You know, typically is, you know, unless you have, have a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers or just a, a really good quarterback uh, on your team. So, hey, as far as quarterbacks, Alex Padilla had some injury issues early on. He missed some time in this spring, and he said it was huge to have Joe get more work at quarterback and uh, really accelerating his growth. And Kirk said, you know, they have an open mind on all positions, and they seem to really be open to the quarterback competition. And the quarterbacks need some wide receivers to throw the ball to. And with injuries, that has been an issue this spring. Keegan Johnson, he's missed a lot of time with an abdominal issue. I believe that's what kept him out of the bowl game as well. So that's getting a little bit concerning. The Hawkeyes really need him to be a big-time playmaker this year. You could see it last year, some of the huge plays he made, that he was going to be a big-time weapon for the Hawkeyes. Continue to hear great things about Arlen Bruce as well. The Hawkeyes and Brian Ferentz need to design a lot of plays to get him the ball in space, take advantage of his ability to catch, and then run with the ball after the catch. Well, if they can get healthy, I really think this is, will be a good wide receiver rotation with Charlie Jones, Nico Regani, 
uh, some walk-ons got some time in the spring practice. A couple of Iowa kids, Jack Johnson from Valley and West Des Moines, Caden Wetchen, uh, also making some nice grabs out there. They were working with, with Joey Labus, and Johnson's a sophomore from Valley and West Des Moines, and Wetchen played at Iowa Western, hails from Williamsburg. Both nice players, but hopefully won't need to see much of this of them this season if everyone can stay healthy with a talented wide receiver group for the Hawkeyes. Well, the running backs struggled in this practice. Didn't didn't find many holes, you know. I think it's mostly due to that really strong defensive line for the Hawkeyes as well as an offensive line that's still trying to develop and grow into a strong five-man unit. I feel really good about the the top two running backs for the Hawkeyes, LaShawn Williams, Gavin Williams. Both looked really good in the bowl game against Kentucky. Hard-hitting running backs. They're downhill runners. And Liddell Betts talked about how they need that this year. They need guys that are running downhill, hitting the hole fast and hitting it hard. There's been a bit of an injury situation with running backs as well. Devin Hilson was out for the spring practice. And the Hawkeyes have a couple of really talented freshmen coming in. I think they're going to have to be ready to go in case their name is called on this fall. Hopefully they won't need to, but I think uh, at least one of the two is going to get some carries at least late in the ball games. And really interesting to hear Kirk talk about Gavin Williams. He said he's a player who acts more like a senior and that's really the type of leadership that's really big for this Hawkeye team. So that was really good to hear. Well, Luke Lachey, the tight end, was out. Apparently had surgery on a finger. Bad news for the tight ends. And another great reason why they're bringing in the experienced transfer, Steven Stilson. And the Hawkeyes have had some attrition at tight end. Meeman hit the transfer portal prior to the bowl game. Yelverton left the team after battling a lot of injuries. And the Hawkeyes have a couple of nice-looking tight ends coming in next year. Um, they haven't been able to quite land you know, their top targets over the last couple of years, and they've had some recruits that didn't really pan out you know, on some, some really highly touted guys that they did land. And you know, the Hawkeyes just seem to find these diamonds in the rough. You think of Kittle, Hawkinson. Those guys weren't huge recruits, especially Kittle. Even Sam Laporta, he wasn't a big recruit, but he has become a really good player. And I like the two guys coming in this year. Um, they should be able to, to learn their first year on campus, and, and hopefully they'll develop into Laporta type of, type of guys as their career goes on. And it's great that they get to, to work with him and learn from him. Kirk Ferentz said that Sam Laporta just has a certain air about him wasn't a big-time recruit, but he has a knack for doing things the right way, and people gravitate to him with his personality and how he carries himself. So again, you know, I mentioned it with Gavin Williams and now Sam Laporta, just some real leaders on this team, and it's going to help the Hawkeyes become a you know really solid unit, together unit, and be able to get some big wins this coming season. Special teams seemed very underwhelming on Saturday from what, what I heard, you know, other than Tory Taylor. And he was booming punts. Everybody thinks 
he is really going to just be outstanding in year three of playing college football for him, playing football overall. So that's exciting. He can really change momentum in games by flipping field position. They've got Terry Roberts, uh, a really good gunner on special teams. Cooper DeGene looks to be another big-time special teams player. I guess he made a big play downing the football on the punt team on Saturday. and So I think Hawkeyes are in, in good shape when you're talking about punt return, kick return with Charlie Jones. Maybe Cooper DeGene's going to get in on that a little bit. Punt team's going to be really solid. The big question mark this year is the kicking game as far as field goal units. And, you know, only two of the three kickers on the team kicked. There's one out injured. Uh, they missed quite a few. Definitely concerning, but plenty of time to get those guys going. The Hawkeyes need a good field goal kicker. You know, they haven't been real good in the red zone offensively of late. So... Hopefully they can improve on that, and it won't be as, as crucial to have you know, a really solid field goal unit. But Iowa's typically in close games, and the field goal kickers can win or lose those games. But LeVar Woods is a really good coach, and hopefully you know, they have a guy, Drew Stevens, the freshman. He's an early enrollee. He's still developing. Hopefully he'll be ready to go in August. Uh, Blom, another kid from Iowa, has been kicking. It was a really windy day, so you know, that may have had an impact as well. Sounds like the Hawkeyes have been indoors most of this spring just because of the rough weather situation. Um, something the Hawkeyes will need to put a lot of focus on over the summer months, and I'm sure they will. It's, it's always a high priority for the Hawkeyes. Well, I'm going to shift gears now and talk about the defense. I'm really pumped up about this defensive unit. I'm not going to have a whole lot to say after the open practice and, and spring. Just so many injuries right now. That's the main theme is just getting guys healthy again. But that D-line just looks phenomenal. Lucas Van Ness, who has moved from inside to the defensive end position. He really looks like a monster out there right now, 6'5", 275. He's a social media favorite with a six-pack stomach on the big fella. And Kirk talked about him and some of the leaders on the defensive line. He said that uh, Van Ness has been really difficult to block. Noah Shannon, John Wagner have taken on leadership roles. And I just this defensive line is, is really impressive looking. You know, they shifted Van Ness to end, and I think it's a really strong line. Shannon at around 300 pounds. Logan Lee at tackle. Wags at the other end. And they have a solid eight-man rotation. Maybe even more if they get some production out of the young guys. Deontay Craig, proven he can be reliable on the edge. Joe Evans as well, great pass rusher. So look for him to have an outstanding senior campaign. And don't forget YA Black. Kirk Ferentz talked a lot about him prior to last season, and uh, he was out there getting some reps on Saturday. Well, the starting linebacker trio, all returning from last year, and they were all out injured. Uh, so that's not a great situation. But luckily, it is the spring, and that is helping with depth. Jay Higgins seems to be more than capable at middle linebacker, and you know that's the one positive you can just talk about, the, the, the reps that the backups are getting, with those three starters hopefully getting healthy and being able to get most of the snaps this coming season. But I'm really excited to see Jack Campbell with another year under his belt he is going to have a monster season. 
and All-American type of a year from him, I think. And I'm hoping for some additional defensive line lineups uh, that can take advantage of the athleticism of Justin Jacobs, get him more snaps, even when the Hawkeyes are in a cash formation with five defensive backs. Really like what Justin Jacobs did on the field last year, and I think they're looking for more ways to get him out on the field along with Campbell and Seth Benson. And speaking of cash, it's looking more and more like it may be Cooper DeGene. He's a productive player. He's a really athletic guy. Terry Roberts talked about just seeing how athletic he was and then realizing how fast he is as well and, and how impressive that is. And Kirk Ferentz said he's, he's quite productive and, you know, on the defensive side and a big help on special teams for this season also. So a versatile guy. And, you know, Sebastian Castro has been playing some at cash as well. Uh, those guys could be in the mix at safety. And some other names standing out other than Moss, uh, Kayvon Merriweather. They held those guys out. Uh, Brendan Des Fernandez and Quinn Schulte. You know, those are a couple of guys getting a lot of snaps and looking good out there. Kirk had good things to say about Quinn, Schul Quinn Schulte. Said he's always where he needs to be. He steadies the game a lot. And then a lot of positives around the two freshman early enrollees, Xavier Wampa, the Des Moines kid, and then TJ Hall. So look for them to be on special teams early in the year, maybe even getting into the rotation a little bit more as the year progresses. Jamari Harris was out on Saturday. He's going to miss the first game of the season. I mentioned that previously due to the, the incident that prior week. So that's it. Again, not a whole lot new on the defense just too too many injuries right now but they do look really solid you look at the guys that are back from last year how some of those guys have been have developed and then the young guys coming in so if they get everyone healthy i think this can be one of phil's best defensive teams he's had at iowa tough to beat the you know, some of those squads from the past 2002 2008 2009 those teams were just phenomenal defensively 2004 as well but you know, even some of the more recent teams with the Ballhawks or the, the Doughboys, as they call them, you know, despite losing so many defensive backs this past season, I just feel like this team could be really solid in that defensive backfield, especially by the end of the season. So there's, you know, there's a lot of things left to work on, a lot of guys that need to get healthy. But if you look at uh, Kirk Ferentz's press conference, he said, you know, they're just more working on individual growth right now, and the cohesion of the units will come later, and, and he's been happy with the leadership on this team, you know, some really good experienced players in the locker room, talked about how good it was to be in Kinnick, kick the ball with the wind, get to play in front of the fans, uh, you know, the workload has been a bit light due to the injuries. But on the positive time, or on the positive side, it was the first time in a couple of years uh, that they've been able to have a team banquet after the after that spring practice, where families could get together with the players, interact, have a meal together. So overall, it sounds like Saturday was a big success, fun for the kids who were able to interact with the players, get their pictures taken. You know, I really like this team. I think it's it's going to be all about how the 
offensive line can gel. That was a big issue last year. And this is year two of the offensive line coach as well. So I think I think that's going to help. And, and can they tweak that offense to be a little bit more efficient and have a quarterback ready to take that job and run with it? Well, that's probably it for a while from me until some news pops up that I want to talk about. And then I'll have some preseason predictions and things like that periodically during the summer before being back into full swing in the fall. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening, and go Hawks! Thank you.